We're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio. Available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or you can shoot me an email. That address is rightnowjimdogs at gmail.com. And if you got something you'd like to get off your chest, you can vent at our vent line at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Get into all the latest impeachment news and all of the stories off of the Sunday shows about the whistleblower and uh, and get into the news of the day. But I just want to start the program by recognizing uh, true excellence. The uh, the LSU Alabama game over the weekend uh, was college football at its finest. Um, the uh, <laughs> it's hard to overstate just what a great college football game it was and you won't see anything like this in the NFL uh this was a uh, hard-fought game with two uh, outstanding programs both of the teams uh, fought hard fought through adversity overcame uh you know setbacks it was just an inspiring game to watch um and uh LSU won you I'm sure you know by now uh but it wasn't uh, it wasn't for lack of uh, effort on Alabama's part. They they overcame, uh, you know, a, 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 I think it was a ten point deficit at the half, uh, and and kept you know trying to close the gap. Uh, LSU kept scoring, which is what you have to do against Alabama if you're going to beat them. You you can't uh, sit on a lead. You have to keep scoring, or they will uh, they will come back and and uh, shut you down. But uh, it was a fabulous game. Uh, Coach Ogeron, <laughs> who's just fun to listen to any time, uh, had this to say after the game. I'm happy for our team in the great state of Louisiana. It's been eight years coming, man. And our team works so hard, and our coaching staff works so hard. And the whole state of Louisiana deserves this win. Our great, our great university at LSU. Why this much emotion, Coach? Well, it's such a big game. They beat us for eight years. We got tired of hearing their stuff, man. I mean, it was time. I told the team tonight, we draw the line. We had enough. Here we come. And here they came again on the arm of uh, Joe Burrow, who is, uh, I think, probably cinched his Heisman Trophy uh, with that with that comeback. Or with that win, I should say. Uh, President Trump had the good fortune to be able to see the game himself he and the first lady melania trump uh, traveled to the game and unlike uh the reception he received at washington stadium uh in uh, washington national stadium in uh in the swamp he was well received uh by the alabama and lsu fans
So, you know, when the president showed up at the Washington National Stadium for the World Series, uh, he was widely booed by the fans there, which consists mostly of inside the Beltway swamp creatures, lobbyists, bureaucrats, government employees, federal government employees. Uh, and he received the reception you would probably uh, expect from somebody that's trying to reform that uh, that rotten town. But um, he... Shortly after that, he went to a, uh, a UFC fight at um, Madison Square Garden. He was cheered there by normal Americans. And now he goes down to uh, to Tuscaloosa and received just a wild, uproarious uh, applause when he was announced from the over 100,000 uh, that uh, gathered there. So I don't care about the boos in Washington, D.C., I think the president should wear those boos from the swamp creatures in D.C. as a, a badge of honor. But when you get out to the real America, um, the the people are showing their love for this president. And MSNBC showed up down there. I think they were hoping to find somebody to say something bad about uh, the president. They couldn't. And this, uh, this fan's... Um, statement is sort of indicative of the uh of of what uh the fans were telling the msnbc reporter i asked what you think of all the impeachment stuff that's going on in washington uh, i think it's ridiculous i think it's unfair and i wish they would focus on getting stuff done instead of harassing the president well they have no intention of getting stuff done they have no intention to stop harassing the president this has been their uh their drive their single focus since President uh, Trump was elected uh, all three years ago now. And we've reached this stage now where we're about to enter the so-called public phase of this impeachment jihad that the Democrats are running. After, uh, after about four weeks of behind-closed-door testimony where uh, Adam Schiff had his star chamber going, where he was poisoning uh, the public consciousness by selectively leaking uh, tidbits of the testimony that he was receiving to his uh, his mouthpieces in the media. They've pretty much uh, totally made it impossible for the president to get a fair hearing on this impeachment, and that was by design. And now uh, they're they're telling the Republicans as we enter this public phase, which is set to begin Wednesday, that uh, you have to have permission from Adam Schiff in order to call any witnesses. And the Republicans have put out their witness list. Uh, the the ranking Republican on the Intelligence Committee, which should not even be conducting impeachment hearings. Impeachment hearings are supposed to be conducted by the Judiciary Committee. But you've got this bug-eyed Adam Schiff that uh, is, uh, you know, an expert in skullduggery and uh, and deception, and Nancy Pelosi has given it to him. But the Republicans have put out their witness list now, and uh, it includes Hunter Biden. So the the Democrats claim to be all up in arms because the president uh, asked for an investigation into his political opponent, they like to call him, ignoring entirely that he's the former vice president of the United States and the odds on favorite for the Democrats, at least at this point, uh, to be their nominee. 
the president certainly has a responsibility to make sure that we get to the bottom of any corruption that he had engaged in in the in the Ukraine, accepting millions of dollars for himself and his family. The witness list also includes Devin Archer, who was Hunter Biden's business partner, also a board member of this Burisma Holdings, and protege of John Kerry, who was the guy that was there engineering the uh, the the uh, coup in the Ukraine. It also includes Alexandra Chalupa. It sounds like a dish you might get at uh, Taco Bell. But uh, Alexandra Chalupa is a former State Department employee who was working for the Democrat National Committee during the 2016 presidential election and was coordinating with the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C. to produce smears against the Trump campaign. And she was also, at the time, coordinating with the so-called whistleblower whose name we're not allowed to say. I've got more on that later on in the show. Also included on this list is David Hale, Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, Tim Morrison, Nellie Orr. That is a very interesting addition to this list. Nellie Orr, who was, during 2016, working for Fusion GPS. Her husband was in the Department of Justice. She was feeding oppo research against the Trump campaign to her husband, Bruce Orr, in the Department of Justice to smear the Trump campaign. Nellie Orr is a a source for a lot of these smears that came out of the Ukraine. A lot of the the Steele dossier actually uh, came out of sources from the Ukraine. Ambassador Kurt Volker is on here and... Probably most importantly, the whistleblower is on here uh, and all of the uh, so-called anonymous sources that the whistleblower used to draft his complaint. There's only one problem with this uh, witness list, and I'm sure you're ahead of me in in, uh, saying it right now. Adam Schiff has to approve these witnesses, and he's already knocked him down, said he's not going to hear from uh, Hunter Biden or Devin Archer or Nellie Orr or, uh, or the whistleblower. The, the Republicans are just going to have to put on their case without, without being able to call their own witnesses. So Schiff is up there in a star chamber. He's shouting down the, the Republicans, telling them they're not allowed to ask certain questions, instructing the witnesses not to answer. Now that we get to the public se- uh, segment, um, the Republicans are not allowed to call their own witnesses. You know, if you put me in front of any kind of tribunal, I don't care how you organize it, but you let me decide <clears throat> which witnesses you cannot can or cannot call and I will beat you every single time because I, I will eliminate all exculpatory witnesses and only include witnesses that, uh, that further my case. And this is, uh, this is the sort of, you know, Soviet-style justice 
that uh, that you would expect out of the Democrats if they as they become more and more committed to their Marxist ideology. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the impeachment, and then we'll get to the whistleblower right after these messages. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, who appeared uh, with Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation on Sunday. There is there. um, I I would say this about the transcript. I can comment on the gentleman's testimony if you let me hear his live testimony. Let me hear the cross-examination. Let me judge his credibility. Let me judge his body language and also allow the opposing party to call their own witnesses and rebuttal. That's that's due process. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not only allowing the witnesses you want, as the chairman has done, and then leaking selective portions of it to friendly members of the media who lap it up like a puppy. Well, all the depositions that, that I'm quoting from are now publicly released. So um, it was now the government are. that released. But before right. when they were trying, but before when they were trying to, to uh, establish the narrative with the American people, uh, they were selectively leaking. And, and well, that's now what we're moving into Margaret. public. What are the American? Right. Well, now the case has got to be made I'm to the sorry? American public. Now the case has to be made to the American public in these public hearings. Yeah, now the case is, has to be made to the American public in these public hearings after Adam Schiff has had four weeks with these selective leaks from this star chamber to poison the what essentially amounts to the jury pool. This is just a little example of the kind of stories that have been running on our, our network news programs, our, our nightly network news programs, which still draw many, many more times the viewers that these cable news shows do. Uh, here's John Yamas. I think it's John Yamas um, on ABC News telling a blatant lie right at the top of his newscast. This week on Capitol Hill, the impeachment inquiry into President Trump and his Ukraine call going public with high-stakes televised hearings set for Wednesday and Friday. First up will be William Taylor, the top diplomat in Ukraine, who already testified it was clear millions of military aid would be withheld unless there was an investigation into the president's political rivals. Taylor called that, quote, crazy. Man, that sounds bad. The president was going to withhold military aid unless he he got uh, um, an investigation into his political rivals. So just one little problem with Yamas's telling there, it did not include the fact that Bill Taylor got that information out of the New York Times. Bill Taylor testified in the Star Chamber that 
the source of his information that the president was engaged in some sort of quid pro quo was from the New York Times. And the Democrats are hanging a lot, a lot of their impeachment um, determination on this quid pro quo, as if there is something inherently wrong with a quid pro quo. Quid pro quo is Latin for something for something. Well, that's the basis of foreign policy. We don't give out foreign aid in return for nothing. That's not the business that the American government is in. Of course, we get something back. The question is whether or not it was a legitimate um, exercise of presidential authority to ask if there was uh, corruption in the Ukraine involving the former president of the United States, and it most certainly was. But the, uh, you know, what's more is the Democrats love them some quid pro quo as long as it's not Donald Trump doing it. Here's here's just a, a clip of the Democrat presidential candidates talking about what they're going to do when they become president. And my solution is to say to Israel is you got $3.8 billion every single year. All right? If you want military aid... You're going to have to fundamentally change your relationship to the people of Gaza. And so this is not just rejoining the Paris Climate Accords, which I will do right away. It's actually using every lever of foreign policy we have for more foreign aid to countries making a contingent on climate uh, action. You would, you would not necessarily want to leverage USAID to Israel to push him to do that, is what you're saying? Well, you know, that would not be my first move. Uh, I'm not saying that would never happen. We need to make sure that any such cooperation and funding is going to things that are compatible with U.S. objectives and with U.S. law. We spend a few billion dollars on aid to Israel. Um, would you ever consider using that aid as leverage to get the Israeli government to act differently? Absolutely. 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 Oh, yeah, the Democrats love them some quid pro quo. But now we're all supposed to believe because the, uh, the president may have engaged in a quid pro quo, which they have yet to establish. Actually, their whole timeline on quid pro quo doesn't work at all because none of this ever ever happened. The Ukrainians never did any investigations. The president never withheld the money. But, you know, there's a a principle in law that you you exercise um, hypotheticals. Well, let's, let's say everything that the Democrats allege were true, it still would not be an impeachable offense. They have cited no crime, literally cited no crime in, in their uh, impeachment resolution. They cited no crime. They're just going on a fishing expedition. They've cited no violation of the Constitution. And now they want to uh, proceed to these public hearings and deny the Republicans, the ability to call witnesses in the president's defense. Americans have more due process in traffic court. If you're charged with a speeding violation or failure to stop at a stop sign, you have more due process than the Democrats in this sham impeachment are allowing the president that 65 million Americans voted for and elected. This is a this is a dire threat 
to the Republic. The Democrats have decided what the verdict is going to be. Now they're working backwards from there, uh, denying the president due process so that they can come up with their, uh, their conviction and at the same time try to protect Joe Biden from being exposed for his deep and pervasive corruption in the Ukraine. The New York Times was out, out with a story uh, last, it, just yesterday, and I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. Uh, but it's it was a big, long uh, story that was sort of written in in uh, circular, confusing manners. But it, it's it's basically trying to get out in front of the story and set the narrative about all of the corruption that was going on in the Ukraine. Much of it involving Joe Biden and his son Hunter. In the uh, in the coming uh, days this week, I will uh, I'll explain. I'll expand on that uh, coverage more, but this uh, this deal with Barisma was just the tip of the iceberg, and this is why the Democrats are so frantic to try to uh, keep the president one from you know looking into the corruption in the Ukraine and and two to try to move forward with this impeachment jihad without allowing Hunter Biden or Devin Archer or Nellie Orr to testify. We know already that, uh, according to the reporting of John Solomon, who is an actual real journalist, a very rare bird in in uh, today's media, that Hunter Biden and Devin Archer were not just sitting on the board. That was just the reason that they were being allowed to draw these $83,000 a month retainers what they were doing that uh hunter biden never even went to the ukraine attended two meetings two conferences for burisma what they were there for is for influence peddling and they were both lobbying the state department and the white house on behalf of burisma holdings to try to get these corruption charges um called off i i would like to know if either uh, Hunter Biden or Devin Archer were registered under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, Paul Manafort sitting in a jail cell right now for violating that act, failure to register. Oh, we let uh, we let Tony Podesta skate with no charges. We let Vin Weber skate with no charges. They were they were working with Paul Manafort. It appears that the the only people that are ever prosecuted under this Foreign Agents Registration Act are people that are associated with uh, Donald Trump's campaign. And I said early on that if you were going to start enforcing FARA laws, you could go down K Street, where all the lobbyists are located in Washington, D.C., and pass out indictments for violations of FARA like candy. It's very selective how they choose to to uh, enforce that law and all these other laws. Well, YouTube has uh, has, uh, banned my videos talking about the whistleblower. They've taken them down. Facebook is uh, censoring as well. They've, They've taken my videos on YouTube and put them down the memory hole because I uttered the name which must not be spoken. 
We'll talk about that when we come back, and we'll get up to date on the uh, the Epstein whistleblower over at ABC News. You're going to want to hear that. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. At Zenny, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenny, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, happy Veterans Day, everybody. A big shout-out to my shipmates in the United States Navy across this land. I, uh, I've caught up with a lot of you on Facebook, but uh, there's still a whole bunch of uh, my old buddies out there that I have not been able to reconnect with. If you're listening to this anywhere, look me up on Twitter or Facebook and... Uh, and let's, uh, let's catch up on old times. So uh, thanks to all the veterans, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine, and Coast Guard that uh, help keep our nation strong and free. Thank you for your service. And uh, I hope you have a very, very, uh, very relaxing Veterans Day. So whistleblowers, there are some whistleblowers that the media like and some that the, whistleblower, uh, the whistleblowers that the media have no use for at all. Uh, the mainstream media wasn't concerned about Seth Rich getting assassinated in the middle of the night after he is suspected of having leaked the DNC's emails. They're not concerned about this, uh, this whistleblower that exposed ABC News for covering up for Jeffrey Epstein. As a matter of fact, they're on a, uh, a witch hunt for her. They, uh, they've identified somebody that had access to that tape. No longer works with ABC, but they uh, she went over to CBS. ABC reached out to CBS, and CBS fired her. Despite the fact that she says she wasn't the one that uh, released this tape, and, Ed, and uh, James O'Keefe of Project Veritas backs her up. They've fired her. They've basically ruined her, her career. They say, uh, you know, once you're blackballed in the media, you'll never work again. And uh, Rusty from Alabama called in, had some uh, some keen observations on uh, on this cover up by ABC News. 
Hey, Jim. Love the show. Uh, Rusty from Alabama. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the Project Veritas video of Amy Robach saying she had the story of Epstein three years ago, and ABC quashed it. Wouldn't that make them sort of culpable, compliant in the abuse of girls? Because three years ago, I guess the questions need to be asked, was he still, was he abusing girls at that time? Could they have been stopped being abused had he been exposed then? And, uh, you know, shouldn't there be a, a hashtag me too movement going on, uh, with all this? Anyway, good stuff. Later. Well, you'll, you'll notice that the hashtag me too, uh, doesn't apply to the media. Uh, it doesn't apply to NBC covering up for Harvey Weinstein. It doesn't apply for ABC covering up for, uh, Epstein. It doesn't apply to all, you know, it doesn't apply to, um, uh, to Roman Polanski. It doesn't apply to any of these abusers on the left. Uh, they like to weaponize it and use it, uh, you know, to, to, uh, attack. Well, I guess it did apply to, uh, to Senator Al Franken, who got run out of the Senate by Amy Klobuchar um, because he, you know, had made made distasteful jokes. But these real sexual predators like uh, Epstein and Weinstein, they, uh, they, ABC and NBC and now CBS has all jumped on board, you know, the, the circling the wagons for the media companies that are engaging in these cover-ups. As far as them being culpable or um, complicit, um, maybe not legally. You couldn't bring charges against them. You probably couldn't win a civil suit based on this. But morally and ethically, if you're a news organization that's supposed to you know, be uncovering information and getting it out of the public, what's the old saying? Comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. And you sit on a story like that and uh and this a monster like Jeffrey Epstein continues to to prey on underage girls then most certainly uh you're complicit in it and now you know ABC news at the same time they're arguing out of one side of their mouth that we have to protect the identity of the whistleblower you can't mention the whistleblower's name and they've got uh Google and YouTube and Facebook all mobilized, trying to suppress truth in this Orwellian exercise, memory-holing people's videos, including my own. Yeah, this is this is a hell of a time we live in. And uh, the really sad thing about this is this young producer that was new at CBS has had her career ruined because she was suspected of being the whistleblower in spite of the fact that Ed O'Keefe says she's not the one. On Tuesday, we released an insider tape of ABC News anchor Amy Robach that went viral. In the tape, Robach was recorded on a hot mic complaining ABC News spiked a story of alleged Epstein victim Virginia Roberts Jufre three years ago. In the recording, Robach complains that the palace called and threatened ABC News. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, 
we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. Jufre's federal court affidavit may speak to why the palace might not want the interview to air. Epstein made me have sex with Prince Andrew several times. Prince Andrew, Maxwell, and I are shown in the photograph below. I had sex with him three times, including one orgy. I knew he was a member of the British royal family, but I just called him Andy. Now, even more questions remain for ABC to answer. There are more insiders. Stay tuned. Well, I am going to stay tuned. I look forward to more stories coming out on this. ABC News, uh, you know, Rusty makes the point that they're uh, they're complicit in, in uh, allowing Jeffrey Epstein to prey on, on more girls during that three years but until he was finally arrested and uh, and suffered his his fate in that manhattan jail cell nobody but nobody believes that that was suicide so they've chased this uh, this young girl down and had her fired while covering up for jeffrey epstein you know uh, the media just had a meltdown when donald trump called them the enemy of the american people well if this is not Proof of that, I don't know what would be. Enemy of the American people, indeed. Don't care whose people's, uh, you know, whose lives people they ruin. Same people that are covering up for this uh, this whistleblower in the government that is obviously a deep state impeachment uh, resistance actor are out there. You know, exposing uh, the Catholic, Covington Catholic schoolboys, naming his. His name, they weren't concerned about his safety. This is uh, Brett Baer on, uh, on Fox talking about how ABC and CBS ganged up to fire this uh, apparently misidentified whistleblower. Video in which ABC News anchor Amy Robach complains the network held her report on now deceased financier and convicted sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein from several years ago. Fox News has confirmed ABC was able to electronically track a former employee who made the video clip. ABC then notified CBS where the employee worked until recently. They say as a courtesy, that person was then fired from CBS. However, ABC cannot be certain. They say that this staffer gave the tape to the organization that released it publicly, but the network is certain that this is the original source who assessed, who accessed that tape, and they stand by their editorial decisions that Roback was talking about. So just wrap your mind around that. CBS fired an employee because it leaked videotape proving that ABC News had covered up a major, major story and, uh, that implicated a, a sexual predator of children. Now, in the old days, when the networks were not, you know, all consolidated and owned by the the same bunch of um, corporate globalists, CBS would have been all over that story. They would have been, you know, trying to uphold journalistic standards and and shame ABC News for their for their cover up. Now, they're colluding, if I can use that word, with ABC News to ruin the life of a young girl that has apparently been um, falsely accused. Here she is. Megyn Kelly's interviewing her for Fox News. So apparently Megyn Kelly is, uh, is coming back 
I don't necessarily um, oppose that. I think Megyn Kelly is a, a, a big talent. And I think that uh, now that she's had her own experience with the, uh, the mainstream media, I think maybe she'll, uh, she'll be chastened and, uh, and realize that, uh, you know, her, the only place left to her is, uh, is on the right, but here she is interviewing this, uh, this young CBS producer that they fired. You're sitting at CBS doing your job. Yeah. And, and what happens with Project Veritas? They released the video, you know, and I was shocked, but I didn't think anything of it. How many days had you been at CBS? Only four days, you know, and I, uh, I begged, I pleaded. I didn't know what I had done wrong. And I just, you know, I didn't, I wasn't even given the professional courtesy to defend myself. You know, I didn't know what I'd been accused of. It was, you know, humiliating. It was devastating. Have you ever spoken to James O'Keefe of Project Veritas? No, never. I didn't even know who he was until this week. And haven't communicated with anybody who works there in any way, shape, or form? No, yeah, I've never communicated with anyone over there. What was your reaction when you found out ABC News had called CBS? Devastated. I mean, it's like I'll never get a job anywhere else. It was devastating. So ABC News chases down this whistleblower while insisting that we're not allowed to know the name of a whistleblower or even cross-examine him that is uh, leading to the impeachment of the president of the United States. And, and these networks, ABC, NBC, and now CBS, protected a powerful Democrat leftist sexual predators for decades. And contrast that with how they treated uh, Brett Kavanaugh, who when he, when he was uh, nominated to the Supreme Court, had one accusation with no corroboration, no support from, what, 35 years ago. They slandered him and drug his name through the mud, put on that... Um, uh, uh, that uh, Michael Avenatti with his uh, his client to smear Kavanaugh, Julie Swetnick. None of it had any any basis. In fact, it was all made up. They just smear and move on unless you are well connected. Oh man! Oh man! Great call, Rusty. If you'd like to call in on the vent line and uh, and raise a topic or a concern, that number is 772-245-0750. 772-245-0750. Give me a call and vent. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to catch up on a little of the positive news right after these messages. Stick with us. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile.
one of the big themes on the Sunday news shows was that uh, Donald Trump was not able to uh, get the governor of Kentucky reelected. Uh, and they all uh, forecast that this means doom for the Republican Party in 2020 because uh, Trump no longer has coattails. You know, if they want to believe that, I'm, I'm fine with that. If you want to believe it, go ahead. This uh, this uh, Kentucky governor uh, was was the most unpopular governor in the nation, and he was losing to the Democrat challenger, who is the son of the uh, former governor of Kentucky, Bevan, um, by anywhere between 17 and 21 points in the week prior to the election. Trump showed up there and, uh, and closed the gap with one rally in Lexington, Kentucky, closed the, uh, closed the gap essentially to zero. Uh, Bevan is claiming victory now by about 4,000 votes. And the Republican uh, is refusing to concede. His name is escaping me right now. But he's refusing to concede, and he's asking that uh, they, they re-canvass uh, the election, the Democrats are melting down. Oh, we're not, we're not allowed to do this. They 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 were allowed to, you know, demand recounts in Michigan and, and, uh, try to remove uh, the president uh, on the 25th amendment and try to get the, uh, presidential electors to be unfaithful and all of these other things. But, uh, you know, a, a vote that came down to less than far less than 1%. They don't want to have a recount, and there's reason for that because uh, the the margin of victory for uh, for Bevin is uh, is out of just two counties, and uh, you know, knowing the Democrats the way we do, I would not be surprised at all if they find a uh, a discrepancy, let's say, of at least four thousand votes. <laughs> You remember Stacey Abrams uh, in Georgia ran uh, for governor against Brian Kemp and lost by 50,000 votes, refused to concede the election, was uh, contemplating lawsuits and all of this, and is now running around saying that she won the election in Georgia, which I guess would make her the governor of Georgia. Very similar to what O'Hillary's doing, you know, saying that she beat Donald Trump and she can beat him again. Well, Stacey Abrams is now saying that uh, she would be willing to be vice president for the eventual Democrat nominee. And my question is, why wait? Why would the uh, governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams, wait? Uh, you know, to to be uh, to the nomination to you know be declared vice president. Why doesn't she just go to Hillary Clinton right now and be her VP? Hillary Clinton believes she won the election. Stacey Abrams believe she won the governor of Georgia, governorship of Georgia. Well, hell, they're, they're the perfect ticket. Stacey Abrams can go be Hillary's vice president right now in, in that uh, delusional bubble in which they live. Well, this is the week that uh, the United States officially is withdrawn from the Paris Climate Accord. The president announced one of his very first acts that he would be withdrawn, but there was a a waiting period, apparently, to comply with the terms of that. It, I don't know how Obama committed the United States to, uh, you know, such a 
disastrous agreement without having to get it ratified as a treaty, but apparently he did, and, and the president has withdrawn from it. And, um, you know, we have to celebrate the good news uh, as we find it. And I want to play you a clip here. This is John Stossel, who uh, does these these great short videos explaining issues. He's from, coming from a libertarian point of view, but um, this is uh, the truth about the Paris Climate Accord. One of the hottest years on record is among the hottest years recorded. On- the hottest year on record. Another hot year. Global warming. What will we do about that? Politicians from most every country promised to deal with it by signing something called the Paris Climate Agreement. A historic climate agreement in Paris. But when President Trump took office, he said... The United States will withdraw. What? We will withdraw? We alone? President Trump isolated uh, the United States with his reckless and indefensible decision. My neighbors in New York agree with that. And so do most of the media. A lot at stake, potentially, for the planet. Really? I bet they don't even know what was in the agreement. I didn't. Paris Accord was somewhere between a farce and a fraud. Manhattan Institute senior fellow Oren Cass is one of the few people who've actually read the Paris Agreement and also the commitment set in by every country. You don't even have to mention greenhouse gases in your commitment if you don't want to. You send in any piece of paper you want. We're going to staple them all together, and we're going to call that the Paris Accord. Everyone sent in a piece of paper, and they stapled it together and held it up and said, this is amazing. China has made a major commitment. So what's in the commitments that every country made? India has ratified the Paris Climate Accord, committing the world's fastest-growing economy to limit carbon dioxide emissions. What you find is they either pledged to do exactly what they were already going to do anyway, Uh, or pledged even less than that. China, for instance, said, we pledge to reach peak emissions by about 2030. Well, the United States government had already done a study to guess when Chinese emissions would peak, and their guess was about 2030. Peak doesn't mean stop. It just means stop increasing. That's right. So, in fact, China promised they will continue increasing their emissions for, for some time to come. And yet, China was actually one of the better pledges. India made no pledge to limit their emissions at all. They pledged only to become more efficient, but they proposed to become efficient less quickly than they're already becoming more efficient. So their pledge was to slow down. You know, my favorite was Pakistan, whose pledge was to reach a peak at some point after which to begin reducing emissions. And so you can staple those together and you can say we now have a global agreement, but what you have is an agreement to do nothing. And if anything, you've gone backwards because whereas in the past you could have criticized countries and said, hey, why aren't you doing anything? Now we have an agreement that says, in fact, we will applaud you for doing nothing. We came together around the strong agreement the world needed. Obviously, President Obama got a lot of political mileage out of that, but the climate didn't get much at all. The one country that showed up in Paris with a a very costly, ambitious target was the United States. So President Obama took all the zero commitments from everybody else, but threw in a really expensive one for us. Super expensive. Obama pledged to reduce American emissions by a quarter. Of course, it's true that the United States produces twice as much greenhouse gas per person as China and India. So 
isn't it on us to do more? Even if we zeroed out our emissions tomorrow, the future of climate change is still a question of what happens in China and India. We're getting out. When Trump said he was leaving the Paris Accord, he was trashed by politicians across the world. I'm dismayed at the U.S. decision to pull out of the Paris Agreement. President Obama said, this administration joins a handful of nations that reject the future. If the future is worthless climate agreements that everyone goes to Paris to talk about, then first of all, that's a very sad future and it's one that we should be proud to reject. The earth is warming. Man may well be increasing that. But the solution isn't to waste billions by forcing emissions cuts here while other countries do nothing, while pretending to make cuts. Trump was right to repudiate this phony treaty. Most of us didn't even know how phony it was. But now we do. The only reason we know it is because the alternate media, which John Stossel, I think, would have to count himself uh, among, is out there uh, letting people know. Because uh, basically what Obama did was go to Paris uh, with promises to cripple the American economy. And, by the way, something that Stossel didn't mention there in that vignette is there were direct transfer payments from American taxpayers to these third world countries in order to pay them not to increase their CO2 emissions that they probably weren't going to increase anyway. So yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's another um, manifestation of this America first agenda. Uh, This, this Paris climate accord would have cost Americans millions and millions of jobs. And those jobs wouldn't have gone away. They would have just gone over to China and India. You notice you never see these uh, these global warming hoaxers uh, criticizing China or India who are, are increasing their not only their their CO two emissions but are just um, massive polluters. There's tons and tons of plastic in the oceans, most of which, almost all of which, over ninety percent of which comes from China and Africa. If, if these people were really environmentalists, if they were really concerned about, you know, cleaning up the environment, they wouldn't be focused on trying to cripple the American economy. They're Marxists. They would be trying to focus instead on cleaning up the oceans. That's something that would be doable. And as, and as a matter of fact, uh, you know, if they were actually concerned about greenhouse gases, the technology exists now to uh, to have nuclear plants, these fourth-generation nuclear plants that are safe and don't leave waste. As a matter of fact, they generate nuclear power off of the nuclear waste that's already been generated. It's all stored uh, out there in, uh, in New Mexico, I believe it is. So we could solve two problems. We could generate power, three problems, generate power, eliminate emissions, and do away with this uh, this nuclear waste that already exists. It's a major uh, major bone of contention with the uh, so, supposedly of the environmentalists. Oh man, oh man! So it, it's coming out, and we're going to have to cover it uh, later in the week. We don't have time uh, to give it the attention it deserves on today's show. But that uh, massacre of uh, the Mormon mothers and children out there in the uh, Sonoran Desert. 
it wasn't the uh, you know there was there was talk that maybe they got caught in the crossfire between two rival drug cartels well it turns out now that uh, in fact many of the victims in this case were shot at point blank range including the the little children they were targeted assassinations of these mormons and um and what's going on i believe is they're trying to push these mormons out of there uh, the mormons have a um a big colony that you know has a successful uh agriculture business and um they've got clean streets and they they basically did in this part of the mexican desert what they had done in Utah, as they went out there, you know, they're industrious and they, uh, they set up, um, a beautiful, um, little oasis in the midst of the economic and, um, public safety disaster that's Mexico. I think they may be trying to force them out of there so that they can take over the, uh, the Mormon's property. Can you imagine being such a monster that you would shoot these these women and children at point blank range? Our military is all over there bogged down in Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq. And our national security and foreign policy elites are turning a blind eye to what's happening right here on our own southern border. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us. Invite you back here again tomorrow on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.